Welcome. I want to thank you for watching or listening to our Uncommon Diabetic channel. So I've been sick and fighting a bug for the last week, and I'm really curious. Do you have a sick day routine? I can tell you as a diabetic, I have many types of routines for different types of days. I have one for my office days. I have one for my outdoor adventure days. And one of my most important is my healthcare or my lifestyle medicine routines. Well, have you ever wondered why we have a different routine for when we are sick versus when we're not? Why do we use sick days routines only when we need to get our health back? Do you think we could or should be using these getting healthy routines as prevention? We have all heard the old wise saying, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So why do we only seem to start proper health prevention routines when we need a cure? Put your thoughts in the comment box and stay till the end to learn how you get a free one-on-one -on -one health strategy session. So today, Bob and I are gonna discuss some of the routines we use. We're gonna share some data that may help when you're feeling under the weather or you just want to improve your overall health and feel better. The content we will discuss today is from our personal experience and our opinion, and it's provided for your information and education purposes only. It's not intended as a substitute for your medical, psychological, or any other professional advice. So just remember, check with your doctor and your healthcare professionals before you make any changes to your routines. So today, Bob and I are really curious as to what your sick day routine is. So feel free to comment and share. Welcome, Bob. Hey, buddy. How are you feeling? How are you today? feeling today? <laughs> I I just got over something. So I had uh, about four days um, that that uh, hit me just out of the blue. All of a sudden, you wake up one morning, you're thinking, "Didn't I get a good night's sleep? What's going on?" And you're right in the middle of it, right? No, there was no warning for this at all. It was a stump. It had to do with the stomach, and I uh, just didn't feel good. And uh, boom, all of a sudden you're ill. Yeah, it does. It really does uh, happen quickly. So that really brings up a good question. Do you think that there's any early indicators or things that tip us off to when we're gonna get sick before it actually happens? Sometimes, sometimes for sure, right? You just feeling um, cold, shivery, um, little something going on in the throat maybe, lightheaded, uh, no energy is a big one, right? All of yeah, a sudden fatigue. there's no energy. Just, so there are, there are these little symptomatic things for sure. I'd say, you know, most of the time, I'd say 70, again, no stats for me to prove this, but 70% of the time I know something's coming on. But yeah. there are the times when all of a sudden you just wake up because – Maybe it's just metamorphosized over the night, right? When you're sleeping and boom, you're in it. You're yeah. In it. And I, you know, I don't think that really applies to, well, let me rephrase that. It applies to all of us. It doesn't matter if you're a fine, healthy specimen or you're someone like me living with a chronic uh, disease like diabetes. There's usually indicators. And for me, what I notice is that my blood sugar starts to climb without any reason for it. And it's to, for me in the simple words, it's just a simple uh, sign that there's stress in my system. And that could literally just be in my head. It could be physically, it could be all areas. I just ate something bad, but 
that blood sugar going up and I don't have a typical reason for it is mm -hmm. usually a first indicator. And then yeah. all the things you said, I'm feeling chills, I upset stomach, fatigue, all that stuff is the same for me as well. Yeah. So that really leads to then using our head eh, and our thinking. So what do you do? Well, what that's, are your routines well, that's, when that comes well, on? Well, that's the fascinating thing, right? And that's what we're talking today is it's very, it's one thing to think I'm, hey, I'm getting sick and then do nothing versus having something to do at that point in time. Like, and that goes back to um, your beliefs. Like what, what has worked for you in the past? What do you believe will work? Right. What, uh, what have you read? What have you seen on videos? What, <laughs> what, what, uh, what magical concoction will you make out of the medications at home to, to fight off the cold or the, the feeling of sickness, right? So it's, in, it's very interesting when you start to talk to certain people about what they do. So yeah. uh, uh, let's chat about that for a few minutes. What do I you do? Know, I, do I would do? love to talk about that because, you know, uh, not just you and I, but our circle of, of people has grown substantially over the last couple of years in the lifestyle medicine uh, uh, industry, let's call it. And the big discussion that we're having all the time is there's health care and then there's sick care, right? And our system currently is one that seems to be reactive versus preventative. And it's about popping a pill, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. It's we want the easy fix and we want it now because we're in pain. So what is it that you go to when those symptoms start to show up? And we're not talking about specific, but there is a difference between viruses and bacterias and uh, food oriented things. Let's just talk about a normal cold or flu. Okay. So the basic thing that I know is I go, I go back to, to uh, research that shows that your immune system now is going to have to work overtime. So you want to do, so my routine is to do everything that I can to bolster my immune system. Right. And so that's what it is. It's like pills aren't going to ward this thing off. Um, it's, I may, I may have a virus. I may have a bacteria. I'm not sure. Right. At, at this point in time. I've got to do, so I want to do something. I want to be intentional and I want to be proactive. And the two major things are so obvious, but they're so important is you guzzle this till there's the cows come home, waters, hydrations, everything, and also rest. And that's the hardest thing for you, my friend, is yes. rest. <laughs> you don't nap. <laughs> See, you're not, a you're not a napper and this is my superpower. So I will literally just go to bed. Like I feel something coming on, I'll guzzle water and go to bed and just, you nailed it. <laughs> you nailed it. Like Susan just, she just literally knows you're nodding off. What's wrong? There's a, there's a problem. You're not What's doing well. Body? What do we got to check? What's Test your, your blood. Body? Test it's your blood. body screaming at you to rest, right? You just fight it. You That's fight it like crazy. It's like, oh, I'll stay up. I got to do this. I got, like, we all have this giant list of things to do, right? Right. But one of the most important habits is to take that list and start making phone calls, get rid of them all, right? Yeah. Just get rid of everything you've got to do and go go have a sleep for three hours. Well, you and I both this week have been fighting stuff, and that's why uh, you know we're just sharing a bit from our, our personal lives. And one of the things that uh, you bring in our friendship and partnership is that realization that we need to slow down to speed up sometimes, right? And mm -hmm. that ability to just say, Keith, 
reschedule. You have a choice. Take a nap, right? Let your body use the energy to heal versus burning on something that's just going to take more energy out, right? So I, I was really uh, amazed at how influential that was in my recovery of taking those naps and, uh, and allowing myself to do that. Because you're right, that is not my natural tendency. I like to power through, right? That's, but these are new skill sets. They're routines that we have to apply differently in a more proactive way. Yeah, one of my habits when that happens is actually to alert everybody in the house that I, I'm not feeling well, right? The, and all of a sudden, that's really important for me too because it's a shared space. Yeah. And you don't want to be have people touching the glasses that you're touching. So I think everybody kind of goes into this, okay, I'm not touching his glass sort of routine. And they, yeah. they actually, there's more disinfecting going on in the house and that sort of stuff because I'm not feeling well. I don't want to transmit it. So that's another important thing. And also my mood changes. When I get sick, I get my mood changes. So yeah. I go from kind of a happy-go-lucky guy to maybe really having a short, short, you know, uh, patience. No. I'm, not, I'm short on patience sometimes. I'm not a good, I'm not a good sick guy. No, right? I'm, I have to agree. I'm, I'm not <laughs> either. Uh, it's something that uh, I have a very high pain threshold. Yeah. But when it comes to nausea and a few other things, I would have to admit that I'm probably subpar, definitely compared to my wife. But yeah, women are really, my woman too, my women in my life are just tough. They, they're tough people way tougher than I am when it comes to sickness and cold. They manage it way better. Right and, on. And me so, just, let, but me letting them know lets them stay away, stay away too, probably, which is not a bad thing. So shifting what you've said, I really want to sort of dig into this a bit. We got to control what we believe, right? Because in everything we do, those beliefs impact the choices that we make on what we're going to do. And those routines that we do are going to either dig us deeper in the hole and slide down into a serious long-term uh, bug fighting experience or can kind of bounce off of it and just overpower it because we made a good choice to get that rest. But let's talk a little bit about supplementation. Let's talk about how we fuel the body in these routines, right? So that's the big part. That's the big part is let's get, let's give our body support. So it can do the job. That's what you're yeah. talking about, right? Bang on. So for me, I have a very uh, regular routine of supplementing and, and doing different things. But I double up when it comes to these days when I'm not feeling good. So I take more vitamin D and the K to go with it so it absorbs better. Um, and I know you've done some research on, the, on studies, but you know the things like echinacea, essential oils like oregano, and thieves, um, apple cider vinegar, my goodness. So I have a lot of beliefs from my experience around very healthy, natural things that trigger my own immune system, stimulates it, supports it, and helps me. What are your thoughts on these types of, uh, of routines? Well, you're, you're, you're in the world of belief for sure, right? Because my beliefs are not necessarily your beliefs. So the nope. stuff that I've read the studies that I've read the stuff that works for me may be very different. I've got good friends that really believe the power of oregano. Bob, you've got to do oregano when you get a cold. 
you get a cold, you got to do it. As soon as I do oregano, man, I'm, I'm going to shorten my illness. I'm going to feel much, much better. And it works for, and you know, they swear by it. They absolutely swear by it. But yet you look at the studies and it's mixed. They're really mixed sure. studies for apple cider vinegar, vitamin C, oregano, garlic, you know, ginger, ginger, <laughs> turmeric, echinacea, cold yeah. FX, right? These are mixed studies. But the what there's one, um, there's one series of well, mini series of studies that it's improved in my head anyway. My belief is it's called the power of the placebo. So uh, uh, the, yeah. there's um, I've read many studies that show again in conclusion that um, we have control groups, control groups that take pills with echinacea or with other substances, and then you have a group that has no pills. In almost well, in the studies that I've read, the group that takes the pills, whether there's things in them or not, have shorter illnesses, less severe illnesses. So, uh, and that's the, the power of the mind. That's the power of belief. That's the, the truth. That's the power of the pill. So, I'm actually a big advocate of the power of the pill. So, if you think it's going to work, i.e., if you really believe in oregano, if you really believe in apple cider vinegar, and you think I'm getting a cold. I'm going to take my apple cider vinegar. Is that's the power of the placebo at work? I think that's my yeah. belief. But I'm also yeah. willing. I'm also willing for people to write in and tell me I'm a crazy, crazy man too. No, absolutely, Bob. We've already know the result of that study. But because uh, <laughs> I'm right there with you. But the, the truth is that the belief—it's a powerful, powerful thing. Because we uh, do, like Susan and I, we do wellness shots. We do them even when we're not sick. We even just get an inkling that there's a little extra fatigue or whatever. And that we're talking about orange, lemon, turmeric, ginger, all apple cider vinegar mixed into a shot, you know, it's like a shot, juice, and shoot those babies down. And I can't believe the physical result that I get. Mental clarity, physical yep. energy, the actual... Uh, response and it's my belief prevented uh, me from going down the slippery slope but like you said I believe that the power of belief is is really great on that now the science also shows and from some of the studies that there are benefits it's just whether or not it's massive or a little bit that's individual this is the real truth and me as a diabetic I look at it that what I do and what I experience in my diabetes, I use the, 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 the foundational principles of managing my blood sugar through testing and the use of insulin. If you're a type two, you're using some medication or controlling our diets and our movement, these things to actually be able to manage it. But my results are slightly different than the next person from the exact same treatment because we're each magnificently created and unique on yeah. how we respond. Some people synthesize, for example, uh, certain vitamins really, really quickly. And others resist them, the very same vitamin, right? But are they good for them both? Yes, but one requires less than the other. Do you, would you agree with that and, and how it's a unique experience? Yeah, no, I, I think that we are, are are all individuals, right? I also I also believe that, um, well, it's 
we need nutrition, right? We need proper nutrition. Like, um, and, and lots of, lots of data on if we're micronutrient deficient, how it impacts our diabetes, how it impacts our energy, how it impacts our longevity to live. Right. Yeah. So the, having the right micronutrients, uh, feeding our cells, uh, building our, has a massive impact on our immune system. So it's, uh, if we are deficient in nutrients, then we're going to have big problems. Uh, we can, we're going to have problems now and bigger problems as we age, right? With, uh, with so all well them. said. That's it. The micronutrients ultimately is the key to life. And, and fueling that mitochondria and that whole energy battery in our cells is critical. Yeah. We've talked about this before. This afternoon, I'm actually attending a, an event with uh, Jason Gutman from New York and on the using of the plate, right, to mm -hmm. help supplement our body and how to use natural medicine as well as regular because i'm as a diabetic i use both i use the pharmaceuticals because i have to upside die i need insulin etc mm -hmm. but i also use holistic and lifestyle medicine to maintain the uncommon balance that i'm able to and to be able to achieve the results and i figured out a system a routine that works for me. And I have many, many, many routines, as you know, and have observed in my life, based on the day, the plan for the day, I structure it. But fueling it, as we are talking about right now, is a non-negotiable, mm -hmm. right? As a diabetic, if we're not fueling our body, we're in trouble, right? From the get-go. Mm -hmm. When you're sick, it's even more complicated. Yeah, yeah. So that testing. But, yeah, because you don't- but off of food, I'd like to ask you a question on this. Hot baths, cold baths, mm. showers. Mm. I have a routine. I get up every morning and I do hydrotherapy. So to me, hydrotherapy in the simple version is a hot shower. And I mean, to the max, it takes time. I sit there, I do breathing, I do meditation, and then I shift to cold. And then right. I'll interval that. Mm -hmm. Whether it's one for long periods of time or shorter, Personal choice depends on the day, but I cannot believe the cleansing effect on my sinuses, my throat, my chest, and just how much energy it creates for me within 10, 15 minute routine. Now, sometimes I'm longer, shorter, but I'm saying if you just do 10 minutes to 15 minutes of this, for me, it revolutionized my life that it's in my routine every day. Do you have any experience yourself with hydrotherapy? Well, yeah, for when I'm sick, for sure. And the big one for me is a bath. So I, I mean, it'll, that'll help. Um, a really, really hot bath will exhaust me. Like get into a hot bath or a steam room, a steam or a hot bath. It just relaxes your body totally. And then you can have this perfect sleep, this perfect nap. It's, I think it's the perfect rest uh, medication for me. So excellent. I'm yeah, starting to I feel bad. I'll go. I'll go. I start to feel shivery, a little bit shivery. I'll go have a hot, hot bath. Just get totally exhausted, or, or the steam as well, and then go to bed and wake up. And a lot of times that does it. Like a lot of times that will severely lessen the uh, the illness. I think, and I think it's just the immune system having that rest because I drink water at that time too. You're hydrated, you're rested, and your your immune system can work. It kicked, maybe it kicks my immune system in. I'm not sure. Well, I call it a reset. 
I actually call it an immunity and a body reset mm. because the cold, when I do the cold, it's actually constricting the muscles. It's moving the blood from the extremities and into the core, which is increasing oxygenation of mm. your blood. Mm -hmm. It's your lymph system is only clean through movement. That's why rebounding and these things are so good for your lymphatic cleansing. Mm -hmm. But the fact is that muscular interaction that happens in the hot, cold, back and forth is opening and closing and contracting these things. And it's cleansing these toxins from your lymph system. That's the garbage root or, or, or um, shoot that helps you clean the body out. So I'd encourage everybody to just take a, a read on that. Just Google it and just read up on hydrotherapy and the different types that are available. It's really impacted my life so much that it's in all my routines. It doesn't matter what I'm doing, whether I'm doing extreme adventures, whether I'm in an office day, a sick day, it's every day. Mm -hmm. I can't say it enough. If you're in the shower, add some cold time. So energy as a whole is a good indicator of something's working for you because Really what we just talked about with those micronutrients. What are your thoughts around energy, Bob? Because if it makes you have more energy, is it good for you? Is it going to help heal? Yeah. Um, in terms of cold, right? That's the first thing. That, that's one of the very first um, um, signs is you don't have any energy. You just, your arms are heavy. Your legs are heavy. Your head is heavy. Yeah. Uh, headaches, right? It's, you just don't want to do anything. Um, now, there's two reactions there at that point in time. I think there's a, there's a choice, right? You can just rest and not uh, just rest. But sometimes, depending on the situation, sometimes a, a being out in the fresh air is a terrific thing to do. Um, so it really depends on the sickness. But I, I think that that's a remedy as well. Is going for a walk, going, getting out and moving, breathing deep, um, and expending energy. And I know it's sometime during the sickness, again, depending, maybe not at the beginning or maybe not in the middle, but maybe towards the end, it's really important to go out and, and get the heart going too. So, Huge. yeah. So, I, so I think that that's all part of the <coughs> process is at the right time getting fresh air, getting exercise, moving the muscles um, and getting the heart going and the blood flowing. I think that's all part of the process. But when you do it, it's really individual based on the illness, based on the person, Correct. et cetera, et cetera. Whatever the care you've been, you've chosen to take, whether it be under doctor or personal choice, but I totally agree with you and, and, and that our performance, our physical uh, uh, capabilities dictate that. So you have to moderate it. But when I've been knocked down, I don't care if it's a serious thing like COVID or if it's a cold, a flu, every day. It might have been literally one walk around my building, right? Or something you need to move. It is part of cleaning out the lymphatic system. It's part of getting the heart pumping and getting that body moving because it just slogs down if you just stay. It might be just around your kitchen table at the first when you're that fatigued, but it helps, you know, it really helps. So the other thing is, is this whole idea, we've talked a bit about, you know, the nutrition, we've talked about 
the rest and recovery, the napping and allowing ourselves to allow ourselves to recharge just through that because it's the only time we actually heal. We need more. If you think seven hours, I don't rarely sleep eight. And I was doing eight to nine hours of sleep because my body was fighting. And sometimes it doesn't feel like you're getting any rest. But the fact is, it's fighting with fever. It's fighting with so many different systems in the body. You need to give it that time to just do the work it needs to do. So how would we sort of summarize this? If you could, I'm going to say what mine is. Walk through the day, a sick day, on your perfect routine that you would do to really transform and boost your immunity. There's a couple of things I want to do before I do that. One, one thing is I wanted to mention with you, buddy, the, the, uh, the effect that antibiotics have on viruses. Oh, this right. is a, this is a, ma- a, massive, a massive myth out there that antibiotics can kill viruses. And when you get a cold or a stomach flu or COVID or something like that, that um, antibiotics work in those cases. Viruses aren't, uh, are not susceptible to antibiotics. Antibiotics kill bacteria. So that's a big, that's a big um, um, myth in our societies that antibiotics should be used when you have a virus. And it's not easy to detect when you have a virus. So um, you start to feel ba- bad, you go to a doctor, the doctor prescribes antibiotics sometimes. And at the end of the day, the antibiotics will just do more harm than good will actually impact your immune system negatively and uh, increase the likelihood of more severity of the cold rather than less severity of the cold. So I wanted to say that. What do you think about that? No, I really appreciate you bringing that up because it is critical that we get good information to make good decisions. And we shouldn't just assume that popping a, a pill is the right answer because our natural immunity will kill 99.99% of all bugs. When we know, and you've gone to the doctor and prescribed it, and you have chosen to take those, you also need to commit to complete those and finish the entire regime. Because you're talking about something that is literally going to kill all the bad bacteria, but it kills all the good bacteria, all your microbiome of your gut. And gut health is critical to our overall health. And it means you have to do other treatments alongside it to build your health, such as probiotics, right? Uh, Dark green foods have to be added in. There's only certain ways to rebuild that in a a relatively short period of time. It takes way longer than people realize, and it adds more stress on the already weakened immune system. So really only use it if you're positive that it is for bacteria. The other thing that I would add to that is I'd say that I do use pills. So because the uh, symptoms of a severe cold are so uh, degrading on the body, like I do have to work, like I do have to work. I do have to communicate with people. I do have to function because a cold can last seven to 10 days, 14 days, right? COVID, crying out loud. The long haulers are in for this for a long time. The severe, uh, severe uh, impact uh, or severe symptoms. So I do use um, over-the-counter pain medication to lessen the impact of headache, achy body, achy muscles. Because I can't, I won't be able to sleep. If I'm in agony, 
I won't be able to sleep. So I do use Tylenol. I do use um, um, other other things at, uh, uh, at, a, at times where I can't take it anymore. Yeah. And I'm that. a supporter of that as well. However, I don't do that because it has a significant impact on me being able to uh, sense my diabetic uh, symptoms of low, high blood sugar, et cetera. Right. So I've consciously gone away from that just because I don't want to miss my blood sugar uh, symptoms that tell me where I'm at. So unfortunately, when I get Plus sick, you have a high tolerance for pain. There's a lot of us weaklings out here that have a low tolerance. So there. Right. But I'm that's a great example of us, two friends for years. We've traveled all <laughs> over the world together. We deal with things in most cases, very similarly, but we have different ways that work well. This isn't about following Heath's routine or Bob's routine. This is about us talking with you today about how to create routines that work for you on these sick days, you know, that we all have. It's not an if. Sickness is part of life, right? I haven't met anybody who's never been sick before. I don't know why we're all so terrified of being sick. It actually helps us grow. But the fact is, what are, if you could give, what is that routine that would be the best thing as a general rule? Obviously, without being specific, it's very general. But what are the pillars that you would put in, in any routine to help you recover quicker and deal with a sick day? Well, it's sadly old school stuff. Hydration, rest, sleep warm or hot liquids, honey to soothe the throat, um, compresses, hot baths, more sleep, more rest. <laughs> oh, so, oh, here's the most important part. A really good list of um, movies to watch and a really good, right beside your bed, two or three good books, like one travel book for adventure for the mind one book that you wanted to read for a while, but you've never had the chance to read it. And then something fun to read, like a thriller or something that actually gets you your mind going. So three books by the bed, a list of <coughs> six or seven or eight movies that you really like to watch or you haven't seen, or you put on your list to see. And um, yeah. And all those other little old school grandma mom based remedies. Yeah. Sad. I think uh, Sad. you pretty, you pretty much <laughs> nailed how my, Susie and I uh, deal with our life in essence <laughs> on, on most uh, of uh, our sick days. So for me, as you know, I'm a little bit more structured, but the truth <laughs> is, is I started at night. My routine for the day actually starts the night before and I, I really make sure like you, I get to sleep. So that when I wake up, I've had, I've maximized it as best I could. As soon as I get up, I do the hydrotherapy. We use, um, different ointments as well for uh, like a, a thieves uh, chest ointment that helps relieve stuff. We um, use different types of uh, uh, sage products, et cetera, that help with clearing up the sinuses, et cetera. But as a whole, pick your elixir, make sure you get a good sleep and rest. That's, that's the key. After that, I start my day with the hydrotherapy. It really, I can't try it. You'll like it. That's the Mikey you know, old Mikey story. After that, during the day, I try to schedule a bigger break between my meetings or whatever the, the day allows because I'm going to need to unfortunately probably take a rest or make sure I get uh, time to do more blood testing because 
When I'm sick, I probably test 10 times a day. I really make sure no more than two hours because sugars can move up and down really quick and you don't even realize it. Those are indicators of what's coming. After that, we just wrap it up by eating good, light food, lots of soup broth, lots of the, 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 the lighter things are going to give us those micronutrients and, and the dark green veggies and things like that that we can get in. So I really think that we um, can't underestimate how what we fuel our body with during our sick time really promotes our cells and our micronutrients to get in there. And I mean it, guys, you got to supplement uh, because... It's tough today because of the way our food is grown. It doesn't have the same quantity of nutrients in it that it did when we were young. Mm -hmm. So don't be afraid to take some vitamin D, vitamin C, B, uh, uh, quercetin. I can go on with the list. But if you check in the uh, links below, you're going to see the things that we use, such as our immune boosters, our, the supplements, and different benefits of things such as apple cider vinegar from uh, videos up from Dr. Berg and other people that are really science-based and will be able to uh, support you in that. So I'm really hopeful that um, that's good. So Bob, any thoughts that you have last punches before we wrap up for the day? No, it's good. Make a fun discussion on, on sickness. I'm, I'm through what I was uh, fighting for the last few days. So I'm feeling much more energetic, but still not hundred percent, right? I'm probably about 80, 85% as the immune system kicks in uh, probably only other thing I would recommend for people. And sometimes we put this off is um, just those medical checkups, right? Full, yeah. full body medical blood work done regularly and on all this stuff, especially as you start to age is make sure you do all that stuff to make sure there's no hidden, hidden reasons why your energy's down. And also I'd, I'd really advocate just the micronutrient uh, testing. If you can yes. get a good organization, I know we have a good organization that we work with to do micronutrient testing. So yeah. if you're if you're low on energy, if you're low, uh, um, and you're wondering why you're not feeling so great, there could there could be a shortage of uh, certain uh, micronutrients in your diet. So even though we have great diets, ninety percent of people eat well, but there are is that ten percent where a, a good micronutrient test can actually point out, hey, this is really holding us back. That's really well said. You know, we've got a lot of growth coming this year at, at uh, Uncommon Diabetic, and we're going to have these types of things available on our website, such as the micronutrient testing and a whole bunch of other new developments that we have in store. But really, you know, I'm, I'm just thank you, Bob, for joining me today. I want to invite you to journey with us, and I really want to invite you to build your Uncommon Diabetic Foundations of Health. Together, we can create your map and a massive action plan to build the foundations that will improve your energy and health starting now. There's no time like the gift of the present and our UD Foundations program and community will provide you with a revolutionary and science-based approach towards your diabetic health. We will help you lower your A1C, lose weight, gain strength, and improve, improve your ability to live your ideal form of life. So just click the link below to book a free one-on-one -on -one health strategy session with myself. I want to thank you for joining us today. And if you enjoyed our program, give us a like. And remember to click the subscribe button and bell so you don't miss any episodes of UDTV. But now, before you leave, 
take action and click the link to take advantage of my limited time free one-on-one health strategy session. You and me. So I look forward to meeting you soon. Until next week, be uncommon.